It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 23rd, 2020. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to review two prospects that the Magic could be trading up to get, perhaps, maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll talk about LaMelo Ball as well as Killian Hayes, two, two guard prospects that are certainly in the Magic's crosshairs if they decide to trade up in the upcoming draft as we continue to break down this draft and really look at it. I'll again reiterate some of my thoughts on the top of this draft and, and why I'm not sort of on board with these guys, but but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the top pick in the draft from the Minnesota Timberwolves? Check out Locked On Timberwolves. Or a favorite trade target for many Magic fans? Check out Locked On Warriors for the latest on the Golden State Warriors, especially after their workout with Israel's Denny Avdia. You can find all these great podcasts, plus Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay Bucks, teams from other leagues. You can find all these great podcasts, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. You might notice on my Orlando Magic big board, on orlandomagicdaily.com, that I have LaMelo Ball as the number one guy. Um, I think that LaMelo Ball is the best player, or the most promising, or the highest rated player in this draft. He averaged, what, 17 points per game in Australia. He's got, you know, lightning quick reflexes. He's good at getting to the basket. He has, you know, the irrational confidence you'd expect from the Ball family. He is a very good player, or potentially very good player. 17 points per game, 6.8 assists per game, 7.6 rebounds per game for the Illawarra Hawks. Doing that in a league like the NBL in Australia is very, very impressive. 
while the, the NBL is not at the level of the Euro League or, or some of the leagues in Europe, Australia has gotten a lot better at basketball, and and certainly with all the college kids go or college age kids, I should say, deciding to go pro, and and Australia being a place that's kind of opened their arms to these players, it's it's impressive. You know, we've seen a lot of other kids go to Australia and struggle. R.J. Hampton, a guy that we're going to talk about a lot, struggled in his year in Australia. Um. What what's his name? What was the kid's name? Uh, there's a, the 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 player. He got drafted by the Warriors. A lot of people thought he would have been the number one pick, um, but he struggled in in Australia, uh, and and his stock fell. But Lamelo Ball thrived, and this is a league where you know you're playing with men. You've got to earn your minutes, and to see him get these minutes in 31 minutes per game, uh, and average this many points, and average that many assists, and average that many rebounds. Shows the kind of diversity of skill uh, that 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 you really want from a player. He has a lot of the tools that you need to succeed. He can score. He can get to the basket. He can create off the dribble. He can create his own shot. He can make really impressive passes. I don't think he's as good of a passer as as Lonzo is, but he is a very skilled passer. He's got good length and size. There's there's a lot to like about Lamelo Ball. And for that reason, I think he is the best player in this draft. I have him ranked number one on my big board. That's my personal big board. That's the Magic's big board. He is, to me, the best player in this draft. I like him better than Anthony Edwards. I like him better than James Wiseman. I like him better than any other player in this draft. He is everything that's advertised. And yet, like so many players in this draft... There are a lot of questions. And those questions are worth asking because for the Magic to get a player like LaMelo Ball, they have to trade up. There's no waiting for LaMelo Ball to come to you at 15. You've got to go get him. And so if the Magic are going to acquire him, they better be sure that he's the guy that they want. At six foot eight, he has the size that you want. He's certainly a bigger, got bigger lead guard type. But here's the question. For as confident as he is as a three-point shooter, as much as he's willing to shoot, which is a big step, he shot only 25% on three-pointers last year. 6.7 attempts per game. The question then, the question that LaMelo Ball faces, and again, every prospect faces questions, and, and, I, and I try very hard to focus on what a player can do rather than what they can't do in the draft process. I, I really do want to put that focus, but... The Magic's desperate need for shooting an offense really makes you wonder. And the Magic would have to ask themselves some very serious questions to go up and get LaMelo Ball. Do they think Markel Markel Fultz is their starting point guard of the future? Can you pair a a Ball-Fultz backcourt? Again, we're thinking, can the Magic pair an Isaac Gordon frontcourt? And there's a lot of questions about that. Now, when you're drafting and when you're looking at a guy at the top of the draft, you can't be thinking about fit. you got to be thinking about raw, pure talent. And my position on trades in this draft specifically, and really any draft, is if you are convinced that there is a player that is a star player that you cannot let slip away, go get him. No matter the cost, no matter what it does to you, especially at the top of the draft, go get that player. And again, LaMelo Ball to me is the best player in this draft. But he is not, to me, that player to go after and get. 
My concern, and this is a concern that I have for a lot of players at the top of this draft, is to ask, okay, we see your extreme upside. We see how good we think you can be. But what if you're not that good? What if you don't reach that ceiling? I feel like, to a less extent, LaMelo Ball. I mean, I think LaMelo, at, at the very least, can be a Ricky Rubio type or could be his brother. I mean, Lonzo, you know, Lonzo came in with all the fan, fanfare and, and his dad boosted him up more than he probably should have. Lonzo Ball is a very good player. Great defender. Great passer. His shooting is a problem. He's not going to be a great offensive player. But again, you know, I, I remember someone yelled at me one time for saying, you know, if Marco Fultz becomes Ricky Rubio, that is fine. Ricky Rubio is a 10-year starter in this league. That's fine. If Lonzo, if, if LaMelo Ball is a, a more athletic, bigger Ricky Rubio, that's a hell of a career. But that's not a number one pick career number one, which again, maybe that doesn't matter. But that's not a, I'm giving up Nikola Vucevic or Aaron Gordon plus my pick. Plus, I'm probably going to have to take a bad contract somewhere too. And a lot of fans always pitch me the Vucevic and 15 for for two in Wiggins. And to me, like that's, that's too much. I'd rather keep Vucevic. I'm not sold that LaMelo Ball reaches that potential. I'm not sold that he can be that centerpiece player. I'm not sold that the Magic are in a position to to help grow and foster that player. I don't think LaMelo Ball is ever going to be a good enough shooter to justify that. He's going to be a, a better Ricky Rubio, which again, not a bad thing. I, I like Ricky Rubio. I think Ricky Rubio is a very good player. But we got that in Markel Fultz already. When I say the Magic are, drafting, are, are trading from a position of power, it's again... Know what you're looking for. Know what you need. Know what makes your team better. And okay, LaMelo Ball is extremely talented, but he's not elite talent. He's not can't-miss talent. He is, honestly, and I think Anthony Edwards is the same way. I think a lot of players in this draft are the same way. Boom or bust talent. It either works perfectly and he's an all-star or a high-level player, or it doesn't work at all. And you don't know what you're going to get from him. If you're at the top pick, if, you're, if you've got the number one pick already, you don't worry about that because you don't have to give anything up to get him. You, you've got him. The Magic would have to give up something to get him. Should the Magic consider trading up for him? Absolutely. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. And again, he, to me, is the best player in this draft. I'm not taking that away from him. I want LaMelo Ball to get in a situation where he can succeed, where he can you know, be given an opportunity to, to play well because I want that for every player. I want every player to reach to, to reach their optimal uh, positioning and optimal place in the league. But I'm not sure Orlando is that place and I'm not sure Orlando should spend the capital to go get him. At the end of the day, that's, that's what really matters to us. That's what really matters to us here on this podcast is, okay, what does it matter for, what does it matter for the Magic? How does it help the Magic? I personally, like, I know I've had some Magic fans say, oh, I don't want to deal with the Ball family. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of, would LaMelo really want to be in Orlando? And and that's certainly something you do some research on. But I think the whole Ball, LeVar Ball thing is is way overblown. Lonzo's a good kid. Works hard, plays hard, plays well. Does the dirty work. Never got sucked into all the hype. I don't know if LaMelo is that kind of kid either, but he, he deserves a chance to be that kid. He deserves a chance to prove himself and not deal with all the, all the you know, carnival barking that, that comes, comes with his family. Again, and 
honestly, like I'll say this about LeVar. I, I, I respect the hustle. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. I mean, I think he's, he's a, br- a brilliant marketer. I also think he's a pretty good dad. Pretty good dad from everything I, I've seen too. I mean, his kids are good basketball players. There, that I mean, Lonzo certainly. Lonzo certainly. I mean, Lonzo I think is is a, seems like a great great kid. And I and I mean I say kid because he's much younger than me and he's still very young in this league. But he's he's really found his place in the NBA and, and and I think I think that deserves a lot of credit. I think those those guys work hard. They don't get to this point if they don't work hard. Um. And, and so I don't worry about the noise, you know. I, I worry about the kid, and I think I think I think again. I think Lamelo's gonna find a way to make things work in, in the NBA. But again, to me, it's about risk. Everything about the trade market, everything about what the Magic decide to do, is about risk. It's about calculated risk. It's about knowing this is exactly what I want and exactly what I'm willing to give up to get it. Or having a piece that I'm willing to give up and knowing exactly what I want for it. And knowing if I get that, it will make my team better. LaMelo Ball is extremely talented. Don't get me wrong. Again, great. I mean, exactly what you expect. Good athlete. Can can finish with creativity around the rim. Although I don't think he's an elite finisher at the rim. Can create his own shot. Can create shots for others. Great passer. Has the defensive tools. But I'm not sold that he gets where he needs to be, that he gets to that elite star level. He's not an elite talent by any stretch of the imagination. Otherwise, he'd be a runaway first first overall pick and no one would be talking about anything else. And for the magic, trading up to get him, frankly, I'm not certain it's worth the cost. We'll talk about one more prospect that the Magic should potentially trade up for or should look at trading up for that probably fits the need a little bit better than perhaps LaMelo Ball does coming up here in just a moment. But this draft process has taken a long time. Five extra months to prepare for the draft. I still feel like I'm playing catch-up and still watching tape to get a better handle on these guys. And to break through that wall, to get through that little bit of malaise, you got to go with Built Go to burst through, and get what you need done. Whether it's mental or physical walls, break through it with Built Go every day. It's easy to take, comes in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for your for your presentation, your golf bag for the back nine, or in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein that's fast absorbing so it gets into your system fast and it's easy on the stomach. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work like beta alanine, B3 honey, and a little kick of caffeine. It then kicks in to keep you going with B6 and B12 vitamins. Go to BiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So let's move on then to another prospect that the Magic could trade up and get. There are a lot of prospects. I mean, I, I feel like everyone recognizes and understands that the Magic have the ability to trade up in this draft, that they have the assets and they and they have the, the, the people or, or, or the players that could be attractive in a trade-up situation. So, so we are doing a lot of research and doing a lot of prep work on pretty much everywhere in this draft, as, as every team has to, obviously, because they're, always, they're always, always exploring options both ahead and after them in the draft. Um, but there, there are a lot of prospects in this draft that, that, that seem to fit the magic size. Another one that we're going to talk about here is uh, Lakeland-born French guard Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes played last year in Germany and had a pretty good season. He's a six foot six uh, swing guard, six foot five swing guard, um, who had some point guard ability. He's pretty good at getting to the basket. You know, pretty nifty and crafty around the rim. Not not a great athlete, not a great first step, but. He is pretty, but, but he does have the athleticism and the size to overpower smaller players. And that's enabled him to get a shot off and to move the ball. Uh, the, the, the comparison that I've seen a lot for him is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Again, I don't want to get too much into comparisons, but um, but I, I think there's something there where you know he, he's kind of been able to trade a lot on being a big point guard against smaller players. And that's enabled him to get a shot off and, and, and do a lot of the things that he wants to do. He shot 39% from beyond the arc last year in Germany. Including and forty five and a half percent overall, ninety point nine percent from the foul line. So there is something to his shot and something to to that. Um, he is, you know, I, I think he's a more natural point guard. Um, I do think that that is the case, um, but it's it's still a, a guy that still has a lot of work to do. There's a lot of rough edges. Um, you know, he averaged 12.8 points per game, so not a huge score, but 6.2 assists per game in Euro Cup action for Gratio Farm Ulm in Germany. Again, 45.5% shooting, not a great shooter, 39% from beyond the arc on 4.1 attempts per game, 90.9% free throw. So a lot of rough edges, still a very raw prospect, and a guy that can still get a lot better. I mean, he's got the speed, he's got the, the, the ball handling, he's got the ability to get to the basket. And again, it's just about sometimes... Making the simple play, making the simple pass, understanding, you know, kind of the seasoning that young guards have to go through as they learn how to play. Um, it's not all there yet. He's still putting together a lot of his skills. Uh, and, and and I think he's still learning what it takes to win and play at a high level. Um, defensively, he still needs a lot of work. But again, he's got the physical tools to get there. He's six foot six point guard, for, for crying out loud. Or six foot five point guard. Um, this is a guy that seems to be a, a, a solid kind of Michael Carter-Williams type for the Magic, where he is a secondary ball handler. Um, he can, you know, 
he has the size to play off the ball a little bit. Can help kind of set a lot of players in their in their spots. And if and if he could shoot the ball, um, you know, he's pretty you know, he'd be a pretty good option. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that a lot of Magic fans have looked at uh as a move up possibility. I would say this though. I would say this about Killian Hayes. I I think that I would put Tyrese Halliburton ahead of him. Although Halliburton is not nearly the playmaker that that Hayes is. Uh, I think that Halliburton is a little bit more refined as a scorer. Um, he kind of knows who he who he is. Um, I think that Hayes is Hayes is certainly a better playmaker than he is a scorer at this point. And, and again, that's not a bad thing. I think that's good to have guys who are unselfish who can teach players to be more aggressive and assertive. But again, if you're the Magic, you're looking for a guy that has it. You know, we talked about Lamelo Ball. Say what you want about Lamelo Ball. He thinks he can beat you. He thinks he can score on you, and he has that aggressive attitude. Again, that that may be a reason to go after him. Killian Hayes isn't quite like that. Killian Hayes is very much going to let the play develop. He's going to he's going to make the right play most of the time. Again, he's going to make mistakes. He's young, but but he's going to look to pass and and not look to score all the time. Um, and, and again, that that has its benefits. That has its moments. But again, young guards have to know when to go into kill mode. Uh, frankly, that's that's a uh, point guard has to know when to ratchet things up. A young playmaker has to know when to ratchet things up. Uh, him and Tyrese Halliburton, the Iowa State guard, are very much kind of in the same same vein to me. And I think we'll talk. We'll certainly talk about Tyrese Halliburton uh, on a future episode as well. But Hayes is interesting. Hayes is not a bad player. Uh, I think in most drafts he'd be a guy that would be available kind of at the back end of the top ten. Potentially sliding into where the Magic are drafting at 15. But in this draft, he is a top 5, top 6, top 7, top 8 guy. The Magic will have to trade up to get him. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of potential. And, you know, it's just going to be about grooming him and putting him in, in, in a position and in a culture that's going to help him grow. Uh, you know, again, I like to say this. All these guys are talented. They all can make it. But it's about being in the right situation, being around the right veterans, having the right coach, being in the right system. You know, it's about the work that they put in. That, that That's what makes a successful traffic. That's what makes a successful prospect. It's very often very little about what the team does. Um, the player has to want to put in the work and has to find the fit with his teammates to make it work. Um, and, and I think Hayes can do it. But he is certainly less refined than a guy like LaMelo Ball, who we just talked about. Might be a little less refined than Tyrese Halliburton, honestly. A guy that that certainly um, in the same conversation. Again, we'll talk about Tyrese Halliburton a little bit too. But Hayes has all that potential. If a team is willing to wait and give him time to get comfortable and used to the NBA speed, he can certainly, play, I think, play at that speed um, and and kind of find his way, he's going to succeed. Again, I think situation is going to matter a lot with, 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 uh, with, with Hayes. Um, and he's definitely someone that the Magic should consider trading up for. Again, I, just like I think Lamelo. I mean, I, I know I, I know I hammered Lamelo Ball here, there in the previous segment. I'm not saying the Magic shouldn't consider trading up for him. He is talented enough. He is good enough. Best player in the draft. You think about it. You explore it. You consider it completely. Killian Hayes is in that same boat. He is a guy the Magic should absolutely consider trading up for. He can be a great off-guard complementing Markel Fultz. He can sort of replace uh, Evan Fournier a little bit. 
And if you bring him in, then you've got a lot of size throughout your entire roster, which is, again, something the Magic really, really like. Hayes checks off a lot of the boxes that Jeff Weltman likes. But there are definitely a lot of questions about whether what he's done for a relatively smaller team in Germany, it's not like they're a, 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 a completely bad team, but smaller team in Germany, whether that completely translates to the NBA and whether you can really make a, that big of an impact in the NBA. I think there are real questions, and you know the shot's got to come along with them. The aggressiveness has, has got to develop, uh, just kind of the feel for the game, you know, a, a, on top of just continuing to pass at a very high level too. Um, those are definitely all big questions facing him as, as he enters this draft process. The Magic certainly have options. I, I want to make that completely clear. The Magic have options, and I want to kind of reiterate some of my thoughts on the top of this draft coming up here in just a moment. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So we talked about two players today that the Magic would have to trade up to get. And I keep hammering this point home because it keeps coming up and I keep having repeated in. And, you know, I, I fully admit I am conservative on this point. I, I think the Magic are much closer to true contention than a lot of people, a lot of other people do. Um, I, I don't think the Magic have to change very much. I think the Magic, uh, honestly, I think the Magic organizationally are okay with this being their floor and, and, and being a seven or eight seed until they can make the big move. Uh, and frankly, you know, I don't think the big move is out there for this team quite yet. I think that while a little bit of a soft reset or, or shuffling the deck a little bit is certainly warranted, and I think the Magic need to explore every opportunity. As I said on our last episode, I don't necessarily think that that's required. I don't think that's something that they have to do this offseason. They don't have to make that decision. And yes, Jonathan Isaac's year away, Jonathan Isaac's year on the shelf with the injury buys them a little time. Now, granted, I, I do think they need to make some moves, maybe get under, get a little bit further under the luxury tax, cut some payroll a little bit. Um, but everything needs to be done with an eye of making the team better. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Are you in a better position to win a championship or to compete for a championship or to get further along in the playoffs than you were before? And I think that is a fair question. Again, I come out a little conservative on this front. Um, again, I don't think the Magic are that far off. I think, again, the Magic had a bad season this year. But... You know, some people might consider this blasphemy. If the Magic end up as the Indiana Pacers or Portland Trailblazers, that's not bad. It's not good. It's not ultimately where you want to be, but that's not bad to me. 
Um, being in the playoff hunt, being in the playoff conversation every year is not a bad thing on, in my book. Having said that, the Magic certainly have to explore these options to trade up. Um, Top-end talent in the draft, through the draft, is valuable. Um, and, and, I, and I don't think you should ever turn that away or, or disregard it, even in a, in a weak draft like this, or a weak draft at the top like this. But like I say all the time, the question is, does this deal make you better? Making trades just to make trades doesn't help anybody. Making trades just to make trades is how you end up with Serge Ibaka over for, for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. It's how you end up signing Bismack Biombo. I continue to hammer this point home. I will hammer it home again. I will sound like a broken record. Every move needs to have purpose. Every move the Magic make needs to accomplish some goal. Needs to get this team something that they want or feel they need in order to be the best version of themselves. So again, if the Magic wanted to trade up to two with Golden State, as so many Magic fans seem to believe, my question is, okay, who are you picking at two that's worth trading up for? That's worth giving up probably either Nikola Vucevic or Aaron Gordon. That's worth taking on Andrew Wiggins' gargantuan contract or whatever the, the deal is. Who are you taking? As I described, Lamella Ball is very, very talented. And I, and I think he's a gifted scorer and a gifted playmaker and has a lot of the tools you want. But I'm not sold he is a star to build around. I'm not sold he is that otherworldly talent that you have to have. I'm not sold that he actually makes it work in the NBA, that he's anything more than what his brother is, to be perfectly frank. And to me... That trade is not worth the risk. That trade is not worth the assets I expend just to get, you know, the quote-unquote second overall pick or whoever it is. It's not worth it to me. It doesn't, in my book, make the team better. It might move the lawn lawn chairs around. It might change some things. It might create some positive press. It might get you a national TV game because the balls are interesting. But that doesn't necessarily make you better. Killian Hayes is in the same boat in my book. What am I willing to spend to get him? I don't know. Probably not Aaron Gordon. Probably not Nikola Vucevic. Maybe Evan Fournier, but that's more because Evan Fournier's contract's expiring. These are the questions that you need to ask. These are the thoughts you need to have as you're examining trades, as you're offering trades, as you're thinking about trades. Now, having said this, my analysis, my breakdown doesn't matter. Y'all sign up for my opinions. I give them. So what? What ultimately matters is Jeff Weltman's opinion. If Jeff Weltman believes LaMelo Ball is the next NBA superstar, go get him. Right now, go get him. Get it done. Do it. No matter the cost. I don't believe that. But if he does, that's the only opinion that matters. That's the risk he's going to take. Because ultimately, as I often say, an executive is defined by the risks he takes. An executive's tenure is defined by the chances he takes and whether they pan out or not. Look at Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey was meticulous with how he built his team and positioned himself always to make the big move. And he took some big swings. The Dwight Howard, the Dwight Howard acquisition got him to the conference finals. The James Harden acquisition made that Rockets team a danger in the league. 
But giving up all the draft capital he gave up for Russell Westbrook to save a team that was sinking, that, that it seemingly peaked, ultimately cost him his job. And cost the Rockets a lot in the process. At the end of the day, he took a big swing and he struck out to dangerous effects. We saw it here in Orlando, actually, with the Bismack Biombo trade. Or with the Bismack Biombo free agency. Trading Tobias Harris for cap room and then spending it on Bismack Biombo was a big swing that cost Rob Hennigan his job. The Magic, I don't think, are in a spot where they need to make big swings. They need to take calculated risks. They need to take gambles that they are comfortable with, that they uh, feel can will pan out for them, as I'm sure everyone does when they take a risk. But they need to be calculated, they need to be precise, and they need to be purposeful. Again, if Jeff Fultman believes LaMelo Ball is the next star, go get him. doesn't matter what I think. I don't think he is, but go get him if you think he is. If it's someone else, go get them. If there's one thing I think we should have learned from the NBA draft by now, it's that you should always go after the guys that you believe in. doesn't matter where you pick. Go get the guy that you believe in. Go get the guy that's at the top of your board or that you rank maybe a little bit higher than everyone else. Go get that player. Don't let the draft dictate its terms to you. Dictate the terms to the draft. But again, understand what you want to get out of it, what you're willing to give up to get there, and then go execute that plan. That's what trades are all about. That's what it's all about. And it's when you're doing stuff randomly without a plan, without purpose, that's when you get in trouble. So I feel like that's always a reminder I have to give at this time. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Our podcast Twitter account is at Locked on Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find my big board there as well, so I, where I break down other prospects. We'll talk about plenty more coming up here on the podcast. But until then, have a great weekend, everyone. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.